<laughs> just um, incidentally, I remember at the top of this uh, session, you said something about um, uh, you know philosophy courses being closed down. I was really mm. surprised. That, um, um, uh, Lily is uh, obviously she's first year now in uh, in uh, mm. secondary school, and she said, "What was it? Um, R was it RPE or something like that?" Says, so "What's RPE?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, it's a religion, philosophy, and ethics." Oh, they actually mentioned the P word. Wow! In the first that's, year, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. I pretty, like that. Revolutionary. I like that. Yeah, I do. Mm. I mean, I know they still teach philosophy in French schools. Mm. It's part of the baccalaureate, mm. um, and that's still. You know, you expect that from France, wouldn't you? Um, but yes, I don't know. I mean, again, as we were saying, maybe this is to do with with you know our cynicism or our paranoia. Mm. You can't help but wonder whether the uh, you know whether the um, um, the subjects which are designed to help you think <laughs> are being phased out because you know who wants a thinking population? I don't know. Again, that might be. Yeah, right. I think. Well, it was um, probably a little bit of that, but it's also it's about worth, isn't it? It's like it's not seen as something mm. that's or not. Uh, it, it's, it, we can. It, it goes both ways, doesn't it? It's either that we can't have them have them, uh, you know, studying this, or it's oh that's nonsense, mm. rubbish. It, which was worse, mm. you know. Yeah. Yes, but we've always tried to keep people in their mm. place, haven't we? By uh, by limiting education. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you know, you don't let women, mm. you, don't, you don't give them an education because you know that's just going to that's just going to encourage yeah. them you know, to, to to do things. Um, and you know, you can't you, you know you can't let particular racial groups kind of into into particular schools. To, you can't let the poor um, get an education. Uh, and then we have kind of you know tiered education where you know the the you know people who can afford it can go to these these exclusive schools. Still goes on. To be taught that they're better. <laughs> yeah, to be taught that they're better than everybody else. Um, and you know you, you can't help but think um, you know if you if you wanted to you know if you wanted to to, to have a, an, an uncritical society, um, then taking away things like philosophy and you know um, you know other other subjects that make you kind of think about stuff, maybe you know, maybe that's. Uh, you know, maybe that's the first step. Mm. I um, think at the moment it's um, really crucial. I've mentioned this a few times before, but it's really crucial now to um, uh, understand the importance of freedom of speech. I think because mm. mm. that's being yeah. you know, attacked quite badly, and I've changed a lot in terms of okay, I'm definitely going to listen to this, listen to people, even though I really don't agree with them. I will listen mm. to them, and I'll definitely, you know, I'm not yeah. going to just dismiss. Uh, or yeah, even before they open their mouths these days, it's like, oh, I know what he thinks. I'm not going to listen to that, you know, because I, I, I know exactly yes. what he thinks. Mm. And there's a lot of that going and on. And you see, I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I think existentialism was was particularly big on was the idea of freedom. Mm. Um, that you know, we we ought to be free to to express ourselves. People ought to be free to express you know their own particular opinions, make their own choices. They have they may have to live with the you know, the consequences of those, mm. um, but. You know, we all have to live with the consequences of our. Of yeah, because it's it's a it's um, a left and a right, uh, you know, right wing and a left wing thing. Oh, we can't let them. Uh, we it's going to corrupt them if they listen to that. Yeah, yeah. we know better. Yes. So they you yes, know, we're going yeah. to stop that. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's any, anything that's kind of ideolo- ideologically <coughs> driven. It's always going to, and it's a, it is a diff- it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I mean, if I don't know. Straying a little bit, but if if after we've finished recording this this podcast, um, 
you had a visit from some celestial mm. being. Um, and and you know the being actually said to you, look, Danny, this is this is the way forward. Um, you know, all you need to do is to be able to tell as many people as you can this. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, you know you, they've got you know they've got to make them listen to this. Um, and then eventually people will you know people will learn mm. that uh, that this is the way the way through. But this is this is this is how it ought to be. Um, then you know you would you would absolutely categorically believe that you've got the truth about the way things should be. Yeah. Uh, and you would, with you know, with 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 you know, evangelical zeal, mm. I would imagine, try to spread it through you know documents and you know and and online and you know. Even if it's so, it's just someone you know, it's just like an ain't like you talked about celestial. You, you mean like a, like a an angel that their presence will convince yeah some yeah some kind of angelic yeah. being. I mean you know you're sat there eating your tea and, and you know and let's just say your entire family was sat there eating tea and they all mm. saw it and they all heard yeah. it. Um, so it's not just oh yeah, Danny's just been you know taking something weird or yeah. dreaming um and then and yeah and and so you've got that you know you've got that truth what do you yeah. do with it i mean um, t- like you go to your next one neighbor i know what you're going to say <laughs> i'm not mad <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know right? you start? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like i think there was a there was a piece in the in the first right at the beginning of uh, the hitchhiker's mm. guide just before the earth was uh, destroyed to make uh, room for you know hyperspatial by- mm. bypass uh, and it just talked about uh, you know. Uh, meanwhile, in a in a uh, cafe in in Rickmansworth, um, some 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 girl suddenly uh, uh, you know, drinking a cup of tea. Suddenly, it came to her um, exactly what had been going on, going wrong all these years, um, and how to put it right. And she knew this for a fact. Nobody would have to be nailed up against anything uh, to 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 you know to, to yeah. prove the point. Um, she knew the answer, and it would work for for certain. And then, just as she came to that realization, the earth was destroyed. <laughs> Um, and that was part of the that was part of the re and and it goes back that's part of the reason that the Earth was created in the mm. first place, by by the deep thought computer because it was the ultimate computer um, that would eventually come up with you know with finished calculating the meaning of life the yeah the meaning of life universe and everything and what forty two actually meant um, so uh, yeah so I don't know so <laughs> it's difficult thing about that the ideology thing. So in um, mm. uh, is it uh, the film They Live, where the guy puts on glasses oh, yeah. and he can yeah, see yeah. reality? Yes, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and he tries to force uh, the other guy yeah, to and, wear the glasses. And the other guy doesn't want to put these glasses on, and they have this prolonged <laughs> fight scene. It goes on forever. I know because yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, is it uh, one rowdy rowdy yeah. piper? One philosopher says that's it's because yeah. it's um, yeah, it's the glasses of ideology. People don't mm. want to look. Mm. So at least no. seeing this is, no. yeah, I don't need to this new way of looking. That's new view of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes back to Plato, doesn't mm. it? With the with the with the cave, mm. you know, Plato saying if if uh, um, if I told you know if I told people that they've been seeing the you know the world entirely wrong, what would they do? They'd probably string <laughs> yeah. me up because uh, nobody nobody wants to be told mm. that. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so I think the existentialists weren't weren't putting forward. I don't think. They were putting forward a, a system per se. They were putting forward a philosophical mm. system, um, even though they wrote a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, um, but they were doing a lot of critique of of um, what they called totalitarian 
system or totalistic systems is what kind of Levinas calls them totalistic mm. systems systems which is uh, the grand narrative trying to explain everything according to one set of principles so they're trying to kind of deconstruct that uh, and they're trying to put the power back into the individual's hands again saying well you know you make um, for, for good or ill because you know, it's not just kind of you can do whatever mm. you want have a good time but also you're responsible for everything you, you every decision you make you can't blame you, know, you can't blame anybody that's, um, for the decisions yeah, you that's, make that, I always find, uh, eventually struggle with that yeah, so the world mm. as it is now, all the bad stuff in it, mm. you're responsible for that. Mm. Uh, and um, that meaning, you know, this is like kind of uh, Sartre, isn't it? It's like if you don't, if you're not part of the revolution, then you're, you know, part of whatever it is is stopping the revolution. You know, not part of the solution, yeah, part yeah, of yeah. The problem, right? And yes. that, I, I yeah. struggle with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, that's. I think that's when he was. That's when he was getting his kind of Marxist. Um, mm. uh, uh, his Marxist vibe mm. on, um, but I think prior to that, I think he was more. He took a more kind of wide-ranging kind of humanist mm. perspective, and he did write a book called Existentialism with mm. Humanism, um, and I think he just wanted to say that that that's you know making making, it's the decisions you make for yourself that you're responsible mm. for. Um, you're not responsible for anybody else's mm-hmm. decisions. So the fact that you know the world's going to hell in a handcart, um, unless you are, you know, and, unless you're particularly responsible in a, in, a, in a significant way, then that's kind of, you know, it's not really your fault. I mean, I suppose you could say, well, it's your fault if you choose if you choose not to recycle or if you choose, you know, um, you know, to 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 you know to eat cash crop meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then um, you could say, well, that's something. That you're responsible for, and again, the, the thing again with existentialists like like um like Sartre, there's no there's no nece- not necessarily I said prior to his Marxist uh, years, there's no not necessarily any ethical judgment mm. here. Um, it's a case of you know um, if you've made these choices and you haven't thought about the repercussions, and you've just made these choices because you know you're not recycling because nobody else is bothering in your mm. street. Um, then you're responsible for that. If you decide not to recycle because you, you, you've looked into it and you think it's, it, it actually doesn't mm. do any good just for one person, um, uh, and it, uh, you know you need to be dealing with environmental problems in a different mm. way, uh, well, that's equally a meaningful decision. Um, so I don't think it's. It, I don't think you're responsible for the world's problems. You're just your your little bit of it. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. and there's that, yeah, there is there are big you know there are like big world consequences now, aren't there? For the, the, mm. I think there's a pressure, there's a pressure to to mm. to on on us as you know as your average person to be responsible mm. for some really big things that are going on in our world. Yeah, yes. And then sometimes mm. I think that's um, you know it's, it's too much to ask. <laughs> it is. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's probably because um, um, I mean it's probably because as 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 you know as the existentialists say that the uh, you know the faceless bureaucracies um, are just are, are are cracking. They're beginning to kind of fragment um, and just look after their own particular mm. interests rather than rather than looking after the general interest in in any way. Um, and so more and more, have we as are we as individuals called upon to you know to, to, to fill in the cracks and to kind of you know step mm. up? And it does put a lot of pressure, I think, on on people. But I think you can only you can only I, mean, I think they would all say that you you know you can only operate in that kind of phenomenological way that kind of people like Husserl and and Merleau Ponty and, and Levin are saying you can only be responsible for and you can only operate within within the context in which you find mm. yourself um, to try you know, to diminish that is is to diminish your 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 um, your influence over that area um, 
is an act of irresponsibility. Mm. But to over try and overextend um, is also an act of irresponsibility because you can't you can't um, you know you can't cover all the world's problems. You don't have that scope. Um, so it's, I think it's kind of trying to recognise your phenomenological context. Kind of you know where are you know where are you at? Where are you, you know where are you? Um, what have you, you know in that kind of Heideggerian sense? What have you been uh, born into? And what are the meaningful parameters of your of, of, of mm. your existence? Um, and then you engage and you engage with that as, as as best you can by making making decisions and choices there. Um, other than that, then we end up with what you and I were saying before that we end up trying to trying to kind of make meaningful judgments with with without any realistic information mm. and those 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 judgments you know you can't make authentic choices based on those judgments I don't mm-hmm. think. so i think there are weaknesses in in, in existentialism as, as you've as i think you've already suggested um that you know that the knock-on effect of the choices yeah. you make where does that stop so if, say for example you make you make a choice a particular choice in the way you up, you bring up mm. your children uh, and they turn out in a particular way, and then they make a series of choices which have, you know, have um, negative impacts or, 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 or whatever. Uh, who's responsible here? Are you responsible um, because of the way you brought up your kids? Um, are they, uh, you know, are they responsible because they are mm. the actors who who who, who form the, the the activity? Um, I mean, surely, you know, I would say surely you know, there must there must be levels of responsibility that go beyond our immediate the immediate choices. Oh. Because there are so many choices that come back and bite you in the ass, and you just say, "Oh God, if I I've done that, and now this, you know, now this is just this has formed like a, uh, a like a snowball now, which is just going to carry on and carry on and carry on, and I don't know where it's going to end now." Like telling a lie, you know, you tell a lie, and you might think existentially, according to Sartre, justifiable. I've told a lie here; it's probably in the best in the best interest of all concerned. There's a situation mm. ethic there, because a lot of it, a lot of the uh, existentialists were situation ethicists. You know, you do what seems to be right at the time, um, but then you. Don't don't know where it's going to end up you know that that you know that lie could kind of perpetrate and get get blown out of all proportion people get hurt by it uh misled by it make false decisions about it and who's responsible you know, it's probably i would have said it's probably me mm. if i if i didn't i don't know what do you think um it's difficult one it's it's it's, it's, it's it, i think it comes down to ultimately the the faith thing because it, mm. um mm. You have to. You're making a choice whether to tell a lie or not. I think you have to go back to that rather than, you know, trying to justify mm. like in a Kantian way. I don't think that's that's mm. necessarily correct. It's more okay. Okay, well, we've got yeah. to make this decision. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As a but yeah, as a, you know, the likes of Sartre, for example, would, would I think would be ha- would well would be certainly wouldn't wouldn't rule out lying per mm. se. Um, because in a sense ethics is not his primary concern um you're saying why did you why did you tell this this lie particularly what purpose did it serve um but um i mean i sometimes think this when i'm standing up in front of students and i sometimes think you know I'm, i've said some i've said some stuff today what are they going to yeah. do with that and they're going to you know there's a whole there's a classroom full of these people um for many of them it'll all go over their heads or they'll stick it in their notes and never read their notes again and then mug up on them for the exam and then that'd be that um but you know some of them might go away and say oh you know mike said we must make authentic choices for ourselves so i might the choice i'm making for the day um is to sit in a bell tower with a rifle and just take out the people <laughs> i really don't like you know um now is that my is that my fault uh, no um is it their fault is it their parents fault is, is it the media's fault um you know <clears throat> so uh, but i do think that i do think there's there's something a little bit 
Uh, I'm like, I can understand where they're coming from, and I like a lot of the 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 the, 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 the I like the uh, uh, the well-meaningness of of the approach, and I like the kind of focus on the individual and one's responsibility, um, and how sometimes you know we have to make decisions which are not based on anything other than I'm just going to trust this mm. um, person and you know, hope for the best, um, and that puts you at risk. But yeah, that's just the way of things. Yeah. Uh, so I like all of that, but what I find difficult is 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 yeah. Um, it's what we've been saying, you know, the implication of, of, of you know, where does my responsibility begin yeah. and end with the choices yeah, I make? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And uh, just, you know, my main point was we're not isolated individual agents, you know. We've got, mm. we're parts of groups and, you know, we're parts of families and we have yeah. culture and and psychology it's it's mm. it's very easy to say well you know you've got a simple choice it's never simple mm. <laughs> yeah no no it never is and that's why i think you know when you, when you get some of the the, the postmoderns um who start to introduce reintroduce the idea the, the, the notion of the of, of the the corporate mm. um back into the discussion mm. again and the fact that our humanness is bound up with our relationship to others not just the choices we make uh, but the choices we make with reaction with with response to to the mm. other um then that starts to add, add an, a whole new level of, of complexity to the debate i think it humanizes the debate more. Um, but uh, yeah existentialists there's some, there's some interesting stuff to be heard of. Mm.